0: On this episode of Inside Boxing Live, we will preview Brandon Figueroa versus Mark Magsayo. That's a good fight at featherweight. We're going to open up the mailbag. A lot of good questions in here. WBO has ordered Terrence Crawford versus Alexis Rocha. That fight is happening whether you like it or not. Taylor Serrano pushed back. Maybe we'll get into a little Jake Paul if I really want to piss off Chris. Here we go. up everybody welcome in to another episode of inside boxing live this is episode 214 i am dan Canobio. he is chris Algieri. ronnie is here super producer ronnie burning the midnight oil here We're at the office past 5 p.m as we record this uh had ourselves a nice little weekend with jake paul or look ahead uh to a nice weekend of boxing and then the schedule really really starts to ramp up chris how are you my friend
1: I'm doing great. I'm glad we got this in before uh, before it got too late because we we were originally gonna do this pretty late, but now this is this is good.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're six. It's it's six fifteen. Um, by the time you listen to this, it will be whatever time. It's not a live program, uh, but we'll we'll get into a lot today. Uh, Chris, I actually want to give you the floor. I have a new segment that uh we're introducing here on Inside Boxing Live. It is called the Opening Round with CA. Uh, you can talk about anything you want here. I usually tee you up, uh, and I usually have some of the topics prepared. I know you do offer some input as well, but the floor is yours. Opening round, C A. Let's go.
1: Okay, yeah. So uh, based on what's going on in the in the news right now, um, there's a fighter, Daniela Scardinia, um, Scardina rather, from from Italy, who suffered a injury in sparring and is actually now in a coma, suffering from uh, a brain injury. And he, you know, had a training session, sparring session. Came back, didn't feel good, Said so he had an earache, was feeling dizzy. Um, you know, went to the hospital, did emergency surgery, and he's now currently in a coma. Um, by the time you hear this, it might, things might be different. He, he Hopefully, he recovered. Our thoughts and prayers go to him. But essentially, what I really want to talk about is the idea that how much damage that fighters incur during training, even before the fight ever happens. And you'll hear a lot of fighters say they go into fights with injuries and uh, and when you talk to us, when we get to talk to each other, when no one's listening, we always say you almost never go into a fight 100% because training camps are so hard and there's so much damage that occurs there and that, whether it's your hands or your shoulders or your elbows or your knees or your hips or your brain, because we are sparring and we spar hard and we bring in guys to bring in the best talent we can for our sparring sessions. So the amount of damage that you take during during training session, getting ready for fights, is, is significant and it does add up. And the thing about brain injury and and brain trauma is, um, it, it doesn't really get much better. You know, you just kind of, you have a, a, there's kind of a, a life to how much, how many punches you can take. People always talk about, Oh, the chin just, you know, he's, he lost his chin or now we can't take a punch. How does that happen? Well, it's because of what's going on with the brain. Um, and there's a lot of things that that can happen. A lot of times when you see guys as they get older, their reactions aren't as good. Their balance isn't as good. Their 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 hand eye coordination isn't good. So even when you see these fighters who are fantastic fighters when they were in their prime, you start to see them later on, and they just don't react the same way. Something that comes to mind that maybe a lot of people don't think about Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray Leonard. Yep. When he when he fought Camacho, you know people are like going into that fight it's like, wow, Sugar Ray Leonard. And you know Camacho's a great fighter, of course, but it's, it's Sugar Ray Leonard. But his reaction, his ability to see the punches coming, he made Camacho look like a, a one punch knockout artist. In, in terms of you know, what Camacho was able to do that night. And you can't sit there and, and, and base Leonard's career or his, you know, based on, on that fight because of, you know, what he had done prior and leading up to that, it's like, oh, if you saw that, if, you, if, if that was the first time you saw Sugar Ray Leonard, you wouldn't think much of him. But um, unfortunately, it, it, it's, it's, it's one of those situations where, you know, the damage of a career adds up. And uh, I think actually Sugar Ray Leonard is one of the people who said, like, every time you fight, you leave a, a piece of yourself in the ring. Um, and that's very true, but listen, you leave a piece of yourself in training camp, getting ready for a fight. And we've got a guy um, like Scardina now. You know, D- Danielle. He's a, he's a great guy. He trains down here in in South Florida. Um, he was over in Italy when 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 this injury happened. And um, you know, this happened during during training, during sparring, getting ready for a fight. He was going to fight in a couple of weeks, and now he's he's fighting for his life. So I, I think we need to just take a moment to understand that what, what fighters go through and what it takes to get into the ring and how dangerous it is that we do. And it's not just fight night, the life, the lifestyle that a fighter lives is is just, is, is wrought with danger. And every, every corner is a chance for them to get permanently injured and never be able to do what what they're out here to do and provide for their family. So, um, thoughts and prayers go out to, to, to him and his family. And and we're hoping for the best.
0: Yeah. Let's hope for the best for him and, and great points. Uh, well said. I mean, I think of a lot of fans out there. They see fight night. And that's really it. Maybe they'll watch of yeah. twenty-four-seven or, um, yeah. you know, some of the pre-hype stuff that Showtime puts out. ESPN. You get a little glimpse into training camps, but you never really fully understand what goes into these training camps and those hard rounds. And I've heard, you know, the the dog, whatever Mayweather used to call his his gym. I'm mean, the dog pound. You've you've mm. sparred there. You've trained there where they yep. go 15 minutes, and, and there really isn't any regulation, which is crazy. It's almost like the gym sh- regulate, the coaches regulate, um, but there really isn't. There isn't any, like, all right, this is when you can can do, can't do. It's, it's a sport that has a lot of rules when you come to fight night, you know, to look after the safety and the health of fighters, but you don't know what happens at a, in training camp when there's no referees, there's no commission over there, and that seems to be the case here, and that seems to be the case a lot of times when, when uh, these fighters – this happens to them. You, you hear of it happening in uh, fights, but you, you don't know what g- exactly goes on behind uh, those closed doors. So, damn, that's tough. I mean, it's been a year. Uh, you know, the Eidos Yobar, uh, the fighter over on Showtime. I mean, he they announced on the last Showtime uh, telecast that he's walked out of the hospital himself. He's home with his family. Miraculous recovery. So we're hoping for the same uh, f- for our guy there, uh, Scardina. And, um, damn, that's tough. I mean, it's the side of the sport that no one really wants to discuss. We talked about that when we went, we did our your boss and Nully episode. It's the elephant in the room. It's something that fight fans don't really want to talk about and media don't want to talk about, but it's something that I know that that fighters want to talk about like yourself because you've been there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, it's the reason that we take this stuff so seriously in terms of whether it's training or, or regulations or making sure that the fighter safety and health going into a fight is, is, is that, you know, it's got to be at par. I mean, it's it's, it's got to be on par with, with the best athletes in the world in terms of health and because and, what we're doing is very dangerous. It's yeah. one of the most dangerous sports in the world. Um, You know, and and it almost seems like it's getting more and more dangerous because we're seeing more young fighters falling to these these permanent injuries. Um I, I can't help but talk about my guy Patrick Day. You know, he's 26, 27 years old, um, didn't have that many fights, was always a guy who was a consummate professional, always in great shape. And you know, was live on TV and, and, and went down and never got up. And it's just it's it's a it's a terrible part of the sport. It's something that isn't necessarily new, but it does seem like it's happening more and more. I'm 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 not exactly sure what that is, but um again, it's 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 a it's a tough aspect of, of what we do, but you know, this is this is boxing, man.
0: Yep. Absolutely well said. Uh before we get into the rest of the show, let's talk a little bit about some DraftKings. NBA action is heating up. Be a part of it with DraftKings Sportsbook, official betting partner of the NBA. You can tap into all the excitement with one click of a button. New customers can place $5 on any pre pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score no sweat, same game parlay every day. Go to the app, opt in, place same game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you get a bonus bet Back, I am riding pretty high right now. I'm feeling good about my Knicks, Algeria. You're a New Yorker, You like the Knicks, Knicks fan, right? You're a New Yorker. You like the Knicks. Yeah, the Knicks are playing the Nets. The Nets were like the hot team in town. You know, KD. They had Kyrie Irving. They're gone. This is now the Knicks' time. You were alive for that run in '94. I remember that run in '94. Some of the best, some of the best years. Knicks. I got a Knicks
1: jersey that says Algeria on the back. That's.
0: For fighting at the Garden? Yes. That is cool. That is very cool. So you can play some bets on the Knicks, play some bets on some of the teams in the NBA because that's what we got right now before we get into March Madness as well. NBA, it's, that's what's going on right now. So download the app now. Sign up with the code IBL. IBL. New customers can place $5 on any pregame money line bet. Get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code IBL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Chris, uh, what do we want to start with first? We'll get into the headlines. Um, we have a few items here before we get to our mailbag. But item number one WBO orders Terrence Crawford versus Alexis Rocha. Officially ordered, they have 20 days to negotiate. Uh, If you thought this fight was going to go away a few weeks ago when it first came up, you're wrong. Um, Barring a miracle, and that miracle would be Errol Spence, Crawford fight. Rising from the ashes, uh, Terrence Crawford is going to fight Alexis Rocha.
1: We spoke about this a few weeks ago when it first got brought up and we were like, why? Who cares? You know, especially because they've been dangling Errol Spence in front of us trying to find a reason to be happy about this or okay with this is that i'm thinking i i don't think roca stands a, uh, rocha stands a chance I, nope. I don't think they're on the same level at all we're looking at one of the pound for pound best fighters in the world arguably the best pound, for pound fighter in the world fighting someone who is is just breaking into the next level of his career um hasn't fought for a title yet Is not a world champion uh, it's a big big step up in class for him happy for him great opportunity He can go out there and shock the world. Potentially. I don't see it, but this looks like to me, like Crawford doesn't want to take a really tough fight because of the Errol Spence fight is still in the air. That is the only good thing I can think of with this fight. If he's, you know, his last fight, he, uh, I've who was a tough guy, but guy, again, another guy that is not going to beat Terrence Crawford. And he didn't. And this is that kind of fight as well. It's almost like we're treading water until we can get to that Earl Spence fight. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm still seeing that carrot. I'm that dumb donkey on the on the uh, on the treadmill looking for looking for that fight. So that the Crawford
0: Spence is like the the tank Garcia for for you. Like I thought I was hope, holding out hope that it would happen. And you said there's no way it's going to happen. Like I've given up on Crawford Spence and, and you're still thinking it's going to happen.
1: Like, again I'm, I'm i'm the dumb donkey on the treadmill who can't who who can't get that carrot can't get it out of my mind because it's right in front of my face so that that's the only thing i can think of. whenever their names come up crawford spence it comes up like ah, I, I, either one of them i think of the other guy they're yeah. they're, they're literally entwined now in terms of their careers and, and and that's i don't know man it's just it's it's really upsetting that this fight has not happened yet but uh, there's still some hope optimistic ca is not really <laughs> a thing but
0: I I thought it's it's still there. I I thought every day that went by where where a Spence fight was not announced with Thurman gave us a little bit of hope, a little bit Mm -hmm. of hope. They have not. Showtime has not putting out an official schedule like they usually do. They're kind of trickling out their fights, but they have not said anything about Errol Spence yet. They have not said if his next fight is going to be against Keith Thurman. They have not said if it's going to be at 154 pounds. But this kind (laughs) of deads it, in my opinion, for the next at least. Crawford Rocha, the only silver lining, I, I guess. Is Crawford staying at 147? He's not jumping up to 154 yet. We'll see if Spence moves up to 154. There was the, when the Thurman fight was rumored, it was going to be going down at 154, which is crazy because Spence is a unified champion at 147. Thurman's never fought at 154. We're going to get Crawford Rocha, I think, next. And what's wild to me is that Terrence Crawford, age 35, how many more fights does he have left in him? A handful? And his last two fights are David Evanesian and they are going to be now Alexis Rocha. In a career with fights that no fans have really been excited about. It almost reminds me of Terrence, uh, of, of Tyson Fury to a lesser degree because Fury did fight Wilder. He fought Klitschko. But uh, Fury using his this past year at the prime or somewhat in the prime of his career. don't know how many fights Fury has left to fight. Dillian White and Derek Chazor, I feel like, oh, it's kind of like a waste. And we're seeing the same thing with Crawford. It's like, what other sport do you have the pound for pound best fighter or the the best team out there, and they're not taking on the best opponent out there, the best competition out there? Uh, it, it it's a dud. I I there's no other way to, to go about it. I, I'm pretty upset with with Crawford over the last couple of months.
1: Yeah that 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 fight's gonna get no love on this show. From now until it happening. Because we, we said as soon as it was announced, we're like, why? Who cares? And I don't see that changing.
0: Like, good but. for Rocha, though. I mean, he... he yeah,
1: he, like I said, good for
0: him. Like, good That's for awesome. him. He, he he didn't do anything wrong. He's just right no. place at the right time. The fourth-ranked fighter in the WBO. The guys above him are fighting. Stan and and uh, Virgil Ortiz. Um, so, therefore... Rocha just right place at the right time. Let's see if he could put up a good fight. So it's on Crawford more than it's on Rocha. Uh, Next bit of news here. Uh, Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano pushed back due to a injury suffered by Amanda Serrano. They didn't specify what the injury was. I saw this coming from a mile away. I think a lot of people did. You called it. (laughs) Serrano was in a war with Erica Cruz. Most punches thrown and landed ever in a women's fight. And... They went in the ring afterwards, and I thought it was kind— I was excited to see that they announced uh, the fight. I was surprised to see that they had a May 20th on there, especially the type of fight they were just in. It's the fact that Serrano looks so beat up, and she's standing there with Katie Taylor, who's fresh in, like, street clothes, and they're, like, May 20th. I'm like, May 20th? That's, yeah. like, two we still months have, away. We still, have those, we still have those photos. Like you said, Amanda
1: Serrano's face is all lumped up and red, and then Katie Taylor's next to her, you know, like— not a fight weight smiling and happy and like ah, come on guys that's you got to be realistic about the athletes in front of you you listen you never know what's going to happen in a fight so yeah having that idea okay cool when 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 amanda wins we bring katie taylor in not expecting it to be a fight of the year candidate where amanda takes a ton of punishment and has to throw a million punches so yeah i I, it was probably premature to do that and you you called it you said i'm like how are you going to have a fight that close after an absolute knock down drag out war between those two ladies right
0: and they're up there in age uh towards the twilight of their career but you got to give serrano credit i mean she really wanted to make history she would really wanted to get that fourth belt and be the only undisputed fighter of puerto rican descent in the four belt era um get that milestone for her career and she went through fire to get it and now her big money fight i wouldn't say is in danger i do think they're gonna fight but if it happens in August, happens in September, gives them a little more time to potentially get it at Crokey Park. Also, I just think it will be a better fight. It's a better product uh, if Serrano is fully healthy, not rushed into uh, May 20th fight.
1: Yeah, that that fight's not going anywhere. The, the, the clamor for that fight is, is huge. The demand for it is everyone wants it. Also, I, I, and this is something that I brought up you know, initially too, is you know, she got to jump up two weight classes from her last fight now she's got more time she's going to put on some muscle put on some weight Um, we've seen her do it before she's been all over the map in terms of weight um you know her her and her team are really good in terms of her nutrition and her 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 physical training in order to make her strong enough and big enough for the weight classes so she got more time to fill in to that weight class to have that rematch with katie taylor which i like i want a more competitive fight who you thinks in a Initially, when this was going to be May, I was like, "Oh, Katie Taylor's going to run her over mm-hmm. because because of what I said. The weight, I think, having a war two you know two months prior, having two weight classes to jump up to, it it, it wasn't adding up for for Serrano to you know it wasn't giving her a good chance. Now, changes things. Now we've 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 got a real opportunity for Serrano to heal and recover, prepare properly for for Katie Taylor, who I believe is the best woman in the world. And listen, at the end of the day. Amanda already hurt Katie. We saw it. Yeah, fifth round. Her, rocked her. Kate, Amanda has that power. She does have that punch. She is a very special human being. Um, so there's always that opportunity. I still, I listen, I I, I like both ladies a lot. I Again, I, I say it again, I think Katie Taylor is the best in the world from what she's done in her career. But honestly, by the time they fight, it's, it's still a pick-em fight.
0: I love that. There's some silver linings to this. Silver linings are Serrano being fully healthy in it maybe ending up in croaky park. I do want to see that. I want to I see like that too. I, I like to that. See, I don't Kroky know park if I'm I even saying it right. It's croak park or croaky park. If so, I don't, well, the Irish fans out there. Cause we have international to show. I, I have a lot of people checking in from all over the, the world. Uh, you can come and, and tell me if I'm saying it right or wrong. Okay. Uh, next headline, Mr. Algieri, Roley Romero fighting for a world title at 140. your division against Albert Puelo. Uh, This is part of Showtime's. um, They rolled out a few fights and and made some official. It's going down in May. Um, I've always said meritocracy does not exist in boxing. There's no such thing as, I deserve this title shot. It's all about putting asses in seats. It's all about selling tickets. It's all about ratings. And Rolly Romero, that guy sells. He is a character. He certainly doesn't deserve a, a title shot in his first fight at 140 against Albert Puelo. Like goes I understand. I lost
1: at 135. To Tank, brutal knockout loss at 135, goes up to 140 gets a title shot against definitely the weakest champion in the division, titleless in the division. Yeah. Wow. Who who who's who did he who sold that he sign off to get that opportunity?
0: I I just I think I know why it's because he is a name. Like people uh, credit to him for generating buzz around himself despite having Wait, but is not he though? Is, skills. He an,
1: is, is he a name? I think he because... is because
0: there was a lot of buzz around that tank fight. He sold it pretty well. He's uh-huh. got a. I. I think people tune in like they can't. He's kind of cringe. Like he, that. Some of those press conference moments were heinous. They were horrible. They were so bad. Horrible. And but I think he sells very, very low level trash talk. By there, the way, like, I was
1: mean, bad. I, and I don't mean low level in terms of like it being trashy i mean low level in terms no, of no no it, it was hard it, it went good.
0: viral in a, for the in the wrong way like it made it to like non-boxing instagram pages like this like it's it, goofy like it's the caption goofy. was the worst trash talk you'll ever hear at a fight it was Rolly <laughs> romero uh but I, I think he has a name there aren't a lot of characters in boxing like he, he's a throwback in terms of like being a character and being hated and but what he's getting a title shot and what's really sticks out to me is that gary antoine russell uh who is a really good one hundred and forty pounder was a hundred percent knockout uh rate is fighting on the undercard of this like he should be getting the shot at one forty. He blows out rolling by yes. the way I mean he he stopped Victor
1: Postal. And I mean and he's got like thirteen fights. Late yeah. stoppage and granted, though, that granted late stoppage. Granted it Didn't was a uh, it was a competitive one. fight. Granted it, it, people say that it you know was a great I don't care. Like <laughs> Victor Postal is very good yeah. and a really hard guy to look good against. And uh, that's that's a huge step up. Rolly didn't fight a guy like that, didn't no. beat a guy like that, and so yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100. That's that's a, a perfect explanation of of, of, mer- of meritocracy in, in in boxing because Not that kid has done it, and this guy has said it. Yeah, and now we're here.
0: Uh, let's talk about March. It's March 1st uh, as we record this. It's the first week of March. Um, looking if at you guys
1: se- are listening, it's March 2nd. <laughs> it's out. <laughs> well, it
0: depends when Ronnie gets it out, but I think it will come out True. March 2nd. Uh, March 2nd's on right there below. Here at there. Mm-hmm. episode 214, Bang. March 2nd. Um, good month for boxing. It's starting to heat up. Look at these fights. Got Plant Benavides end of the month. Figueroa Magsaya, which we will preview in just a few seconds. Uh, Tim Zoo Tony Harrison. Uh, Sinisa Estrada returns. we got Zerto versus Gabe Rizzotto, which I do not like but it's going to be like – um, I don't know what that's going to look like. Uh, Ramirez, Jose Ramirez versus Richard Comey on the 25th going up against Plant Benavidez. That fight's going to get buried, uh, but it's still a fun fight between two contenders. Uh, Chris Colbert versus Jose Valenzuela on the Plant Benavides. The return
1: of Little B-Hop.
0: Yeah. I think he goes by – I think he has a new name now. I think it's Showtime, even okay. though he hasn't fought since that loss where he was literally – Sorry, ranting. buddy. Showtime. Let's go. Uh, I love this fight here. Um Abel, uh, Jesus Ramos versus Joey Spencer. That's sink or swim time yeah. for Spencer.
1: I was surprised that fight was made. Uh, isn't Spencer like 22 years old, 21, something like that? He I mean, is I'm like promising.
0: the golden child of the PBC. They put him on like those Fox, those big Fox slots. Yeah. and We'll see. We'll see what he's got. He's definitely progressing, and he's going to have his work cut off. From him. That's also on the Benavides plant. Undercard, uh, Diego Pacheco returns against Jack Cullen. I like this. On one of my favorite yep. favorites prospects out there, March 11th, we got um, Lawrence Okolie coming back. We got Callum Smith. Those are going to be huge he's been, favorites. He's been
1: training down here, Okolie.
0: Oh he's yeah, down in Florida. He's no longer. Mm-hmm. I think he's not with Matchroom. I think, or he's in his last fight with Matchroom. I don't know what's going on with that. Uh, maybe Okolie could potentially fight better of Jack um, at cruiserweight. Callum Smith come returns. He's going to be a huge um, favorite. And then Dude, I um, love
1: I love him at light heavyweight. I'm not gonna lie, what he's been doing there.
0: He looks impressive. Yeah, he looks impressive. Um, there was a, a a heavyweight fight this month that did not make my list here. Big baby, your guy. My guy going up against Marcus Brown.
1: That's a sloppy fight. Is that in Dubai? That's a slop fest. Definitely yeah. not in the
0: U.S. No. I could probably <laughs> I pull it up. I, um, I don't
1: think Big Baby's got can get a license here, but
0: Big Baby versus Lucas Brown. Lucas Brown who beat Junior Fa, miraculously. I don't know how that happened. Um, Lucas Brown's like forty two years old. Me, I
1: was gonna say when, when's the last time he had a win? Apparently, no.
0: Lucas Brown he beat Junior Fa, on the H- Haney Cambosos undercard, the rematch. Uh, Dubai, yeah, Dubai. Yeah, so that's March. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what's going on in March. Good fights, bad fights, sloppy fights—you get it all in boxing. Uh, I, I love. Looking- also, my birthday month. Wait, is your birthday this listening- week, right? My birthday's today. Well. What? Uh, March second. March second. Wow, Chris Algieri la- turning thirty-one.
1: Yeah, this is my last year in my thirties. That's hand- wild. Yeah. No, no. No. How
0: do you feel about that? when i was 29 i was like freaking out for all these stupid reasons like oh i'm 30 i can't go to this club or i can't do this or i just i I gotta get my life in order gotta get my credit in order gotta do this gotta do that like how are you feeling before in your year 39 before 40 I
1: i was talking to one of my one of my best friends whose birthday is next week he's the following week and uh I was like, yeah, you know, like he's like, oh, I've been t- I've been, he's like, I've been saying I've been forty for the past two years. So I'm like, oh, I've been doing the opposite. I've been pretending I'm really young because 'cause I've still been fighting, like I've been cutting out my gray hair. So I'm yeah, like, Yeah, same. you know, everybody I fights in their twenties, so I'm just gonna pretend I'm I'm still young. Um now obviously I'm not fighting as often, so I'm like, eh, I can
0: I can be forty. It's cool.
1: I don't I feel good. Still look pretty
0: good. Yeah, you look good, but you know. Yeah, Both of us blah, blah, blah. like don't look our age. Like here yeah. old man Dan is one of is now my nickname. <laughs> <laughs> because of my exploits on the blitzball field, uh, check blitzball battle three is coming soon. Um, yeah, but you're killing it. You're like, I, 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 see highlights of you
1: crushing balls and running yeah, and, yeah, you know, putting, putting up. What is it, five, five, three,
0: five, three, forty. Suck it.
1: Five, three, forty. Suck it. Suck it every time. Every. Hashtag suck it.
0: Yep, I can still run with the best of them. Uh, I can still hit with the best of them. But yeah, I, I, every morning I snip out a few grays in the beard.
1: Age is just but a number, bro. Yeah, but I'm just saying we do number.
0: look good. Like p- uh, people at the yeah. office, when they found out I was 35, they were shocked. They thought 28, 29. We got yeah. a 22. How old are you, Ronnie? 23 year old here in in the studio, Ronnie. How you feeling? I could, Ron?
1: uh, Ronnie. I could be your dad. Literally.
0: Yeah, you guys can be my 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 parents.
1: <laughs> <laughs> in some ways, you are. Well, well, buddy, that's not the way it works. But yeah, okay. <laughs> in th- some states, yes.
0: Um, Ronnie, while we have you here on mic, um, we are we will be heading to. Las Vegas for Ryan Garcia, Javante Davis. We're going. John Boy Media will be there. We'll have a ton of content. Ronnie, you Without will not. Ronnie, Ronnie you will Ooh. not be coming. Uh, a big fight eludes you once again. Ooh. I'm sorry. Do you have an official statement?
2: Uh, I want to start a movement, a petition, to get Ronnie to Vegas. How uh, about yeah. get Ronnie to any fight? Get Ronnie to a fight. Yeah, I've been uh been in the industry for a while and haven't been to a
0: <laughs> six uh,
2: months.
1: I think Ronnie's first fight should be my next fight. I think that should wow. be... Well, we talked about this, over. but you weren't
0: here. We, we If Chris does have a, a, a f- another fight, we're walking him to the ring.
1: Oh,
2: nah, that's that's without
1: question. Yeah, you guys are going to be in the back. We'll do the whole thing. We'll do the whole oh. lead-up. I
0: said, uh, I, I honestly deep. don't like... I'm going to be the opening card. I want Chris <laughs> to just be a full-time broadcaster. I think he had a phenomenal career, but it's uh, It's obviously up to him to t- if he wants to <laughs> get back into no, the, of the course, ring. Of yeah. course. But now, since he says that we can walk him in like for selfish reasons, I'm like, get back in there. Okay? I mean, he's only Beat 39. Broner's yeah. ass. Beat Broner's ass. He's
2: only 39.
0: Pretty right. So George Foreman won a world title of 45. I got the picture right here. There
1: you go, big George. He took a bunch of years off though. He was, he was, you know,
0: he's. They're he making a movie fresh. on his life. You see that? They
1: should. His career is
0: amazing. Best. Fun story big about George, George Foreman. We're going off the rails here, but fun story about George Foreman. Um, he worked for HBO with my dad for HBO Boxing, and in the early mid 90s, my dad comes back from Vegas. For at a fight, and he has this giant box in his hand. We're like, "What the hell is that thing? It looks like a robot." He goes, "It's freaking uh, grill, you know? It's Foreman's grill. It was like one of the originals, like Foreman. The first one, yeah. A pro- Foreman, a prototype. a prototype. It was the prototype. It really was. <laughs> Foreman gave a bu- he gave them out to everyone at HBO. And my dad was like, "What wow. the hell is this thing? We still have it? It's the no f- original awesome. Foreman grill. And he Dude, thought it was going to be nothing. Have your dad send a picture of that. I want to see. I that. I still thing. have it in our basement. He, we he, we honestly thought Foreman thought it was going to be nothing." ended up I think he ended up making like 350 400 million dollars off of it like Hulk Hogan turned it down you know that no way it was supposed to be Hulk first the Hulk talk about a bad business move Hogan and in, in, yeah. in a series of bad decisions by yeah. the Hulkster so. oh I mean brother you made a bad decision <laughs>
2: brother.
1: yeah sure, big George. big George was a phenomenon for a while, all the, all his kids all named George. All that named George. Thing. Wait, what? Uh, yeah, yeah
0: George just... Foreman has five or six kids, all named George. What? Yeah, I met actually uh, met one of them. He had a gym here yeah. in the city. Yeah, George yeah, the third. Yeah.
2: I
1: met I met George the third many
0: times. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, when I was working at Bleach Report, George Foreman came the, is through. Is that the grandson? No, son. All named George. Wait, so that's the the
2: third George. George no,
0: III. Yeah, 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 so so <laughs>
2: Ronnie,
1: in the lineage of name, George. <laughs> the same, the same, but ju- same litter. The, the third the doesn't work litter. that way.
0: <laughs> I, know. I know it's it's that's that's, four, that's how prolific George Foreman is. <laughs>
1: well, technically, technically, chronologically it does, but yeah, no, normally not. That's not how it works. Yeah, <laughs> did, George did,
0: the third. <laughs> so that's the third. No, George. The third son. The third George. son. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. Okay. Awesome yep. guy. He used to also call me like my. There was like three <laughs> years in a row when my dad was on the road for my birthday. And um, I get a call, and mom would say, run down, dad's on the phone. I get on the phone, and it would be George Foreman. He would say, happy birthday, champ. <laughs> uh, I heard you're a good kid. Uh, stay in line, blah, blah, blah. And I would be like, oh, my That's God, awesome. George Foreman just called me. That's so cool. Wow. Yeah. Well, he was a, he was a my preacher, grill. too, for a long time. So. Preacher. He quit boxing, came back. From, he lost all his money. Oh. Came back. Won the world title, age 45. Oldest. <sighs> Knocked out Michael Moore. It wow, was, i love that fight. You know it also is, uh, this week is the 20th anniversary of Roy Jones Jr. winning the heavyweight title.
1: John Ruiz. yeah,
0: going from Did the only go- fighter to go from 154, right, to heavyweight.
1: Yeah, so I I say it all the time with one of my best friends who is like a boxing savant. Um we we always say if Roy Jones Jr. retired after John Ruiz.
0: he best, beat, fighter, yeah. of oh, yeah, exactly, best like, fighter of all time. Yeah, exactly. Best fighter of all time. Honestly, that was his downfall was that heavyweight fight because after that he went right yeah, back down to come light back heavy. Down.
1: Fought Tarver, struggled to win, and then the rematch. Even if even if he struggled and then beat Tarver and then was like, you know what, I, I, I'm good, I don't got any Still, best fighter ever. But then he fights Tarver again, he gets starched. Thank God Johnson, and then all those me- the Russian fighters. Ugh, terrible.
0: And now he's fighting again in a legitimate fight against Anthony Pettis. Uh,
1: we'll see if that, f- wow, that you're, card you're hearing happens. Some you're hearing some things? You hearing we'll some things? We'll see if that card happens.
0: Chris, Chrissy sources? Mm. You hearing things? I not that I hope it gets – honestly, I hope it gets fucking canceled. I do not want to see – I do not want – or at least Roy Jones doesn't fight. I hope the fight doesn't – I hope the card stays intact so everyone can get paid. I just hope Roy Jones does not fight in that fight. Come on, man.
1: I just – the writing's on the wall, for that. that's a really hard card to pull off. A
0: lot it's of, all a MMA of, a lot guys boxing. Who wants yeah, to see that? Yeah, it's a
1: lot of money. You got to pay those guys. So Roy don't fight for free. You got you to gotta pay Roy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. All right, where are we? Um – So that's what's going on in the headlines. We've got a big fight preview this weekend. Um, Brandon Figueroa is taking on Mark Maxayo. This fight's at 126. It's Figueroa's first fight at 126. He's moving up from 122 where he was a world titleist and um, was very good there. It's on Showtime. Showtime's killing it right now. They're putting out a lot of fights, um, and they're going to be putting out even more. Um, I like this fight. I like this fight a lot. Uh, Maxayo beat... Gary Russell, but there were a lot of question marks after that because Gary Russell almost won that fight despite having legitimately one arm. Um, Maxayo, it took him eight years to win a world title, Chris, and then he lost it 160 days later to Ray Vargas. Figueroa is the the stud. What's that noise? What are you playing there? You're playing. Sorry about that. you playing an Instagram video.
1: No, I was looking up. I was looking up and it. I, don't know, I
0: like that research on the fly.
1: Yeah, man. I'm just I'm I want to be fresh in my mind. Yeah, because I'm a, I'm a fan.
0: Maxayo is he, he it took him eight years to get that title. He gets that title shot against Gary Russell. Fought a good fight, but I had a lot of questions myself. It's like, dude, how do you, you barely beat a guy with one arm? Like you should have won that. dominant. You should have dominated. It's,
1: it's it's Gary Russell though. Gary Russell is awesome.
0: But it was one of those fights where I was like, yeah, Maxayo won, but like the bigger story was you had a lot of question marks and you almost lost yeah. to a one arm fighter. And then he lost to Ray Vargas. Then he lost like, yeah. So uh, he's a brawler. He's gonna come forward. I like this fight. Figueroa, number one in boxing in in punches thrown around, 93. <laughs> 28 landed, number one. Number one in power punches thrown uh thrown and landed. Uh he's also number one in opponents power punches landed. He's a brawler. Figueroa is a brawler. Um I like this fight, one twenty six. It's some new blood at one twenty six in Figueroa. Um, leaning Figueroa late stoppage. How about yourself
1: yeah i got i got figure on this fight i i love Figueroa. I'm a, I'm a big fan of him i think he's a lot of fun um he he's him and his brother are, are pretty similar in terms of the way that they fight they're just they're just all action guys they go forward they outlast you they outpunch you they throw a ton of a ton of punches and they you know they end up wearing you down and McSayo, who's another fun guy too um i just think he's super limited um but he's essentially the bigger man and he can punch too. So it should be a fun fight as long as it lasts. And I do see it going, going late at least um, if not decision, but yeah, I, I lean towards Figueroa outworking Based on just just being busier.
0: Yeah, I think Figueroa at that weight is going to be a force. Uh, I don't know Even how better, far man. he'll go at one twenty six. It's a pretty loaded division. Mauricio Lara, um, some of the other guys, that, uh, other featherweights um, that are circling uh, around, and it's a good division. But I, I like Figueroa to win late. I'm almost. Luis
1: leaving... who I'm a huge fan of too. Luis yeah, stop them. We just covered last week. stopped them, which is huge. That was obviously the biggest win of his career by by a long shot. But that's a that's a massive feather in the cap so i, I like figaro he, i think he's in to win yeah i i like neary so when figaro beat him, i was like oh i like this guy now you know so not that i don't like neary anymore i, I, I like them both i'm not i don't write guys off you're a front runner but, um no, no no i don't write guys off i like you i like you but it, it showed me how good figaro really is and what he can do so
0: um you know who's also on this card jared hurt remember him yeah
1: yeah he's back yeah. this guy was
0: a force for a while He's, Dude, at he's got a weird career <laughs> Very weird He wasn't even like Supposed to be a boxer Then he got in it And then he told his mom Like I'll only have i only fight 10 fights This that and the other Like set milestones And uh, Was a world title Was very busy In some great fights uh, Fought mm-hmm. Tony Harrison Fought Trout His fight with Lara Was like 2018 Lara. Fight of the year um there were always That was probably
1: his best performance, the Larry
0: Absolutely. And like him and Charlo were like natural enemies, and I thought that fight was gonna happen, and then he lost to Julian Williams. Uh that was a big Julian, upset.
1: give it to Julian Williams though. He fought an amazing fight I that love night. Julian. He looked Williams. awesome. So Julian yeah, I love I love him too. Good he was in him, camp sp- sporrowed, uh, sporrowed. sparrowed uh sparrowed. Jack Sparrow. Yeah, Jack Sparrowed <laughs> Danny Jacobs when I was in camp with him getting ready for I believe the Canelo fight. Okay. And he came in and he was in awesome shape. I mean, incredible shape. And he still had like seven weeks to go before the fight. And I am telling him, I'm like, I'm like, and hey, what's your weight at? And he told me, I was like, stay where you are. Don't, you're, you're, I'm like, you're on, you're primed. Just, just stay where you are, be ready for the fight. And then he fought Jared Hurd and put on an amazing performance. Looked awesome that night. And I was really excited for his career. And then
0: he's back. I mean, 160, it's wide open. Um, He can find himself. Moving up in a division that is a lot of moving out of. Uh, but he's fighting us as well. I'm looking at the odds here on DraftKings. Uh, Herd is a minus 425 um, favorite. But if you parlay that with Figueroa by uh, KO or TKO, you get plus 239 odds. It's not, it's not a huge parlay. Like, that's probably what I would go with this weekend. Uh, Figueroa by stoppage Heard on the money line. Uh, but a, a guy
1: like you who's so good at this—that's
0: what you go with. I'm owing. I'm owing two. I'm owing for my last two. Owing for my last two parlays. On um, <laughs> another fight on this card, it's <laughs> what's What do you let? How is that funny? <laughs> I was hot and now I'm not. I'm, I'm getting back on track. Uh, Another I fight. think I
1: might, have, I might have jinxed you a couple weeks ago. I'm sorry.
0: I probably jinxed myself. I jinxed myself the minute I read out all my, my wins. Remember I did that at the beginning of the of you show? You were
1: very high on yourself, and I, I said— Why would it I do that? Too long, it wasn't too long ago that you were really in the, in, in the gutter.
0: Stupid. I read out all my wins at the beginning of that show three weeks ago, and then I haven't won a bet <laughs> since. But um, Pride. Pride's a killer. Yep. There's another uh, the the fight on this card. Uh, Amalclar Vidal versus Elijah Garcia uh that's a closer fight it's uh Vidal is a plus 105 um underdog I I, I probably wouldn't touch that one I might go with Hurd and Figueroa I haven't finalized it yet but plus odds on that one that's the main card of the weekend uh over on Showtime Ron I'm seeing something on the screen there we good just say we're good We're good. We're good. We're moving. Mailbag time. Let's get to our mailbag. Uh, We have a lot of good questions. Shout out to everyone who um, submitted a lot of questions. Got a lot of them via uh, YouTube. Uh, We will start with Sean Singletary. Simple question. Subjective question. Who are each of your top five boxers from any era to watch? Boxers that either entertained or inspired you? I don't know if I'll name five, but Otaro Gotti, Mike Tyson, uh, Marvin Hagler, Sugar Ray Leonard, um Sergio Martinez and then from this era um I really like the youth you know like for a while T female I thought was pretty inspiring um I like Joe Joyce Those are just some I rattle off the top of my head that's with no preparation Chris
1: uh Willie Pep Sugar Ray Robinson oh, wow. Sugar Ray Leonard Showing Alexis Argüello um Oscar De La Hoya Arturo Gatti Yes uh always got avaturo in there
0: oscar yeah. always on my list too
1: yeah Oscar. i mean dude if people i we say this all the time i think i think i mentioned this on the show multiple times people forget how much of a machine he was in the 90s i mean Beast. at lightweight 140 uh, i mean monster uh 30 35 and 40 and then he was pretty much unbeatable under 47 mm. <clears throat> um and even then he was great at 47 but um Modern, I, I agree. I love Tufima. I love watching him fight. I've called a lot of his fights. Big, big fan of, of his fighting style. Um, Lomachenko, he, he does things that other people don't do. I, 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 I was a kind of Loma hater for a bit. So you know, so a lot of Loma haters. I
0: think he's one of the biggest lo- lightning rods in boxing. People have yeah. such strong opinions on him either way.
1: I was, and I'm not anymore. I'm, I'm, I. He's, he's won me over. That happens to me though. I, I, I have guys that I'm not a big fan of. And they, Lennox Lewis was one. I was not a big fan of him during his career. Now I am very high on him, as, as uh, really up there with some of the best. Uh, Felix Trinidad, another guy that I was not high on when he was fighting, probably because he was beating all my favorite fighters. But um, incredible, Trinidad's incredible awesome. career.
0: Hopkins is one of my guys too. I loved watching. But Hopkins,
1: like, I loved him during the midway tournament. That was sick. That maybe. was William awesome. Choppy. Need to do Pete more of that. Holmes and Trinidad. Yeah.
0: Uh, Ronnie, who's your uh, inspiring fighters today?
2: Most inspiring? Yeah. Um, Rocky. Rocky, Creed, oh, um, <laughs> Michael N- B. Jordan, Nioh, Apollo. Apollo. Uh Let's see, Apollo. Uh, e- What's the Russian one? Igor. E- oh, Drago. Drago.
0: We'll get to Rocky at the end of the show. Ronnie has a good Ronnie's Rocky review. (laughs) Yeah, just stay tuned. (laughs) Stay tuned. Uh, Quesadilla Monte, one of our our fan favorites. That's our guy. Yeah. Can I get y'all's reaction to Adrian Broner and BLK splitting? What's to come for his career? Chris, you were linked to this guy. You wanted to fight Adrian Broner. He's now left BLK before he ever got a fight with them. He's a free agent. Could we see, like, is Broner Algieri still alive?
1: No, because there's no money in it now. <laughs> there to find a in new promoter.
0: Before. Hit up Keith Shit. Connolly,
1: dude. It, it, who I don't know. It, BLK Prime was throwing tons of money at people, so that made fight man sense. And I was like, oh, okay. The Broner's is fine by them. They got a lot of money. That fight could happen. Now it's like, but then I also heard that the opponent wasn't making a lot of money in BLK Prime either. So, yeah. hey, them splitting is not a big surprise. The fact that BLK Prime is still around is probably a surprise. I don't know if it um, is still around. I mean, exactly. Maybe maybe that's really the end of it, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I that's uh, I, he's he's at this point of the the the, the stage of Rona's career, it's all up in the air.
0: I don't understand the 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 interest, the allure. In yeah, he's yeah. not good, like, he doesn't throw any punches, he, he's not really that entertaining anymore. Well,
1: it's so it's much what you said about Rowley. He yeah. he talks his way into, punches into situations. Hard, though.
0: I'll give I'll give him that. Yeah, um, he's also
1: really young and, yeah. <laughs> and still like still well, viable and can, can make fun fights. Yeah, Broner's not.
0: Hearn said uh one, this week he said um Adrian Broner is one of the best fighters I've ever seen, but that was ten years ago, so I don't think Matchroom yeah. signing him. So well he um,
1: might he would just use him as an opponent for any of his. his someone guys will come place.
0: along like one of these BLK Prime Triller types and give him crazy amount of money because he's in shape like. I think he'll fight this year. Um, but Don't quote me on that. Uh, Louis Overhand. Chris, after an amazing career, you earned to compete with elite fighters. Specifically, Spence Jr., the great Pac-Man Pacquiao. After facing both, who would you predict to take that win if they both faced and why?
1: Well, it depends. Are they fighting in their prime or are they fighting when they were scheduled the last time?
0: Let's say prime. Pacquiao. Okay, Why?
1: Cause he's Pacquiao.
0: <laughs> how hard, like what did Pacquiao do in there that you were like, Holy shit.
1: Um, so it's, so we have Ray, Ray Beltran is actually training in our gym down here. Now and I get to speak with him all the time. He's a great guy. sparred countless rounds with Pacquiao, one of his main sparring partners for a number of years. And even he was like, man, what was it like to fight him? Cause he knows how, how, in, how incredible he is in terms of the way he moves and the stuff he does. And it's so weird <laughs> the way he punches and moves and, 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 his offbeat rhythm—that's the biggest thing that I think I talk a lot about with him. It's his angles, his offbeat rhythm, the fact that he's doing things that are, that are so unexpected yet still generating power. Very, very strange style, almost impossible to to um, prepare for. That's why I took Marquez four times to figure him out. Because um, it's just he do, he does everything in from a textbook situation wrong. You could never teach his style to anyone. He just made it work. He was jumping off his feet and still hit hard with no yeah. feet on the floor. He cut angles where you, you should be safe, but he could still hit you and hurt you. Um, people always talk, ask about his power. Yeah, he's got power. He's got bricks for hands, for sure. Keith Thurman said the same thing. But it's it's the it's the combination of getting hit with punches you don't see, plus having those heavy hands. That makes it that hard. Listen, punch for punch, if if you stand in front of him and his hammer or Ruslan, Ruslan's going to hit harder. He's just a, a stronger guy who punches harder. right? Ruslan, I knew his punches were coming. I saw them coming. Pacquiao, you don't see him. And it's a punch you don't see that hurts you the most. So uh, I, I just think that, you know, he's just one of those guys, man. He loves fighting bigger guys, taller guys. His angles are, are really tough to deal with. And he has enough power that he gets respect even from big guys. I mean, he beat, he beat up Antonio Margarito. Oh, that's one that of guys. my
0: favorite of his performances. Yeah. Because it was and like listen. I did not – no one, everyone hated Margarito at that point because yeah. what he did to Coda, Because and it's of, like –
1: but then Cotto, another incredible performance from Pacquiao. But no one did That's
0: to probably Cotto his better. He's probably his overall best performance was against Cotto, Agreed. but the most satisfying Agreed. win for me at least was Margarito, but Pacquiao will tell you that was his most grueling fight was Margarito. Yeah,
1: I mean, he he had I mean I I, I I and we talked about this in the beginning of the show. The preparation for that fight must have been brutal. How big all the sparring partners had to be, how hard he had to work throughout. Um and Margarita was no slouch. Man, that guy could, that guy could punch, and he was huge.
0: Um, this guy, Louie, also asked me, which I think is funny. Dan, do the Oakland Athletics have something cooking up in the lab this season for 2023 and <laughs> have a chance to overcome harsh past seasons? Is it our year? No, it's not your year. I mean, the Oakland A's should be relegated. I feel so bad for their fans. Like, they have the worst owner. They don't pour any money into the team. They the worst stadium. There's, like, literal sewage going through their dugout, like, th- four or five times a season. Like, the A's suck, and I feel bad because they're such a storied franchise. Um, Jesus, Dan, you shot that guy down
1: hard. I think he, I think
0: Louis Overhand knows, like, the, like he knows. <laughs> but the, to get a chance to talk baseball here on Inside Boxing Live, I'm all for it. But yeah, the A's are gonna suck <laughs> this year. Yanks are gonna win it all. Uh, Julio Arroyo, being the small, or his for you, Chris, being the smaller number of dates that seem to be offered for fighters these days. How would you, Chris, approach today's landscape in terms of staying busy and trying to find the best fights?
1: Ooh, complicated question. Um, <clears throat> I would just, I mean, I was always, I'd like to stay busy. I, I didn't have the control of my career um, and able to do that, especially at the height of my career. Um, I tried to stay as busy as I possibly could. I think fighters now have a lot more uh, leeway to kind of do that, depending on who you're, you're signed with. But mm-hmm. um, I would always like to stay busy. I loved what Canelo was doing and fighting, literally in between fights against guys that had zero chance. It didn't matter because it was Canelo when he fought Yildirim. Like I I was still, listen, I don't care. The guy doesn't belong to be there. You're still going to fight two, three months later. You're getting out there. The guy fought four times in a a, a calendar year. Um, That's awesome. I think think being busy is really important and and that's killing the sport right now. And it's undermining how good these young fighters can really be. I agree. So any chance I could to take fights in between fights, even if I had to go to different countries and do whatever. And listen, I think of Sugar Ray Robinson doing the world Europe tour and he go there and he fight every the week and just knocking out bombs as he went around, as he went country to country. Listen, that, that, that's, that stuff matters. It keeps you relevant. And we live in a time and that, that's so rare. And I think hurts, hurts the fighter and the sport.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, David Cushion said, guys, if you can go back in time and attend any fight, which would it be? Doesn't necessarily have to be the best fight. Could be a good fight with a great atmosphere. Um, for me, it's Gotti Ward, uh, and I'm pissed off that I did not attend this. I could have went. I went to Melanie Stafford Sweet 16 instead. Oof, I Melanie hate you, Stafford. Melanie Stafford. You sucker. Man. I hate you, uh, Melanie Stafford. Uh,
1: I was at all three of those, Dan. Gotti Ward, one, two, and three, at the Boardwalk call number no. one, and then the next two. No, at first Boardwalk one was in. Uh, I'm, so, I'm, uh, sorry, I'm, Sun. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Sun, and then next to a Boardwalk call. I have the ticket subs, too. Nice.
0: You were there. Bob Canobio uh-huh. was there. You were there. And I remember um, getting home from the Sweet 16 and then putting the fight on. And I still remember watching in my living room and just being so pissed I wasn't there. Best fight, of, I think, is one of the best fights ever.
1: Yeah, I man. Um,
0: you have another one I, besides I, God. Uh, obviously, I, I, you can't say I, oh, God, there. you yeah, were there. That,
1: that, that's, not, that's not on my list at all. You were there. Um, you can't say that one. Because I was there. But, but also, it's like, I, I don't know. I don't think it was the best fight I've ever seen. Because um, their level just wasn't. They weren't that good they were you know it was a war but the two of them they weren't championship level fighters i, I would say diego corrales and um and uh uh corrales castillo. and 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 who's it uh,
0: castillo
1: castillo right castillo corrales that fight was a much higher level they were both world-class guys arturo and, and mickey were not world-class guys when they fought so the, the level of of um of skill just wasn't wasn't that high so but um I would go. I'm going old, old, old school. I probably would do Jack Dempsey. Oh boy, and, and uh and Willard. Ryan, Ronnie, out, Ronnie's a big fan of that fight. Outside and just just baking under the sun and and you know everybody thought Jack Dempsey had horseshoes in his glove because he was smashing Willard's face and knocking him down and dragging him out. And it was one of the highest gates. I just, I don't know. I just think about you out there with one of those little hats and a cigar and watching these fights and these guys kill each other with, with mittens for gloves. Yeah. Um, Seriously. I, I would love to, and just to see that, that style of fighting because it's so different than what we do now. These guys are rolling around. Yeah. They're rolling around each other and, you know, Looking and, and more posturing than punching because when they punch with those things, it doesn't take much. Yeah. But um, no one, no one expected you know Dempsey to be able to do that against such a giant opponent, and he went out there and just completely chopped him down. Um, that would be a good fight. Someone uh, said
0: that we should go back and watch some like really old old fights from like 1900s, oof, just I to see like that. there was like wasn't even a ten count like they just got up and they were like almost hitting them it's, as they were getting they would
1: up. Stand they would stand over you. Yeah. It's insane. Not and they knocked their show down all the time. They were all they got dropped. Every every major fight, the guys got, got dropped.
0: All right, we got one last one here. Um, this guy wants to know. I don't have his name. I, I lost it. Uh, whatever happened to Rocky... Ronnie's Rocky reviews? <laughs> I actually was enjoying them. Are you guys Me planning too. to watch Creed 3? It looks like a lot of real boxing people are in it. Boxers and trainers are really excited to see it. Ronnie, you're here. I feel like it's like... Both of our faults. I, I, I yeah. was like, yeah, watch one tonight, and then you've just been so busy.
2: Yeah, it's it's tough to set our set aside time to watch a movie, you know. But Creed three looks great. Uh, Stephen A. Smith's in it. First take stuff. Uh, still got to watch the Chris first. Chris Mannix
0: two is in it. Um, uh, what's his name? Grisham is in it.
2: Todd, my boy Todd.
0: There's uh, I think Crawford's in. Jose Benavidez is in it. Um, but you,
1: I was supposed to go to the pr- the premiere in New York City, and uh, I'm too busy in Florida. Yeah, I'm in Florida and I didn't want to fly up just for that. So
0: yeah. I'm I'm going to go see it this weekend and I'll have a full review for the next show.
2: Um I mean, I tried <laughs> watching Rocky 2 last night. Um and something very unfortunate happened. Uh I fell asleep. Um Wow. Started very late, so it but it wasn't the movie's fault. The beginning. Here's my only review of Rocky 2. I, I fell asleep maybe 10 minutes in.
0: 10-minute Rocky review. Yeah, too.
2: 10 minute. It's all I needed. I thought it was cool that it was the same ending of Rocky 1 was the beginning of Rocky 2. And I remember in my first Rocky review, I said I didn't like the ending. But after seeing this, it made me appreciate the ending a lot more. So I like it now. And I get it. Now yeah. I get it. So that was cool. And then uh, I saw up until Apollo was like, oh, let's fight right here. And they're both in wheelchairs and stuff like that. So,
0: how do you like. After seeing the first ten minutes, like how do you think the rest of it's gonna go? <laughs> what do you think happens in the movie?
2: Uh th- obviously it's gonna be a rematch. <laughs> yes. Um and let's see, Rocky lost the first time, you'd win the second time. Interesting. So I mean th- that's that's what makes sense in my head and Family plays a big role in this movie. Uh let's see, the the Adrian that's her brother, right? That, no, it's his uh Love Interest. No, no, no. Adrian's brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, is his manager. I I feel like he dies. I don't know. I, I, <laughs> no. Uh, no, maybe. You're gonna have to watch the rest of it. <laughs> well, I guess he doesn't.
0: So on the next episode, we'll have a Creed three review, and we'll have Ronnie. We'll have Rocky watched 2. full Rocky two. Yeah. yeah. Well, I gotta
1: watch Creed three. So
0: Are you gonna go to the theater and see it?
1: I gotta do. I gotta do all of them. I gotta do. You one, haven't seen two, any Creed? I, uh, I saw Creed the first one. I, I
0: love Cre- Creed. The first Creed is so good. I rewatched it recently, and I thought it was even better. Like I love. Creed. Uh, Creed. I actually have it number three. Like someone asked me uh to put rank every uh the entire Rocky franchise, like including Creed.
1: Didn't, didn't we all do that? I thought I don't know.
0: But incru- oh. including the Creed movies.
1: Oh okay. Okay. So mine
0: was Rocky uh original Rocky one, Rocky Four number two. Same Creed. Thing. Rocky two, Rocky Balboa, Rocky three, Rocky five. I've Creed two last. That was an abomination. So Creed Three yeah, can't I, be any worse than Creed Two.
1: Well, I like the first Creed. I I didn't see the second one yet. So I saw I got to go back. I got to watch Creed One again. Um, it's on like,
0: something. Hulu. I yeah. like how
1: Ronnie, you said you didn't like the ending of one the first time. We talked about that. And I was yeah. like, Ah, dude, you're out of your mind. Yeah. And now you watch it because that's how that's how Rocky is. it's yeah. it, That it sucks. It in. settles into your brain. You're like, This is good.
2: See that the second watch. I was like, Wait a minute, this is kind of fire. So. I'm I'm in on Rocky One again.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we got a lot of homework. I'm gonna go to the movies. I haven't been to the movies in like three years.
1: Well, dude, Cocaine Bear's out. That's dude, I, yeah, cocaine I always bear. wanna do a
0: double feature. Like you know, like I used to sneak into a set a second yeah. movie. Like imagine <laughs> a the double whole af- feature the whole like, afternoon of Creed three and cocaine bear.
2: Dude, I wanna watch Kobe- Cocaine Bear so
0: bad.
1: I do too. I might go for my birthday tomorrow. There's an
0: Oscar <laughs> after, the ten, mi- after the ten might- miles? Might be the move. Might be the move. Ten miles right into Cocaine bear.
1: (laughs) Hey, hey, it's 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 a minimum of ten. It might be might be twelve. More like like cocaine
0: bear into the ten miles.
1: That would prob. Or if I do ten miles and then watch Cocaine Bear and then just do another ten right after. I mean, why not? You know what? I'm 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 revved up now.
0: But no cocaine.
1: cocaine And did some cocaine in the in the movie theater. Now I'm ready to run. Wow. (laughs) Wow.
0: All right, Chris. Happy birthday. I don't party like that. No, neither do I. Um, There's some in boxing that are cocaine bears, legitimately there are a lot Uh, many yes that's next episode some that we've listed on this episode um happy birthday chris hope you have a good one uh everyone have a great weekend ronnie uh have a good one everyone (laughs) have a good one i want everyone out there to have a great weekend uh keep your hands up at all times protect yourselves at all times stay out of those dms we out (laughs)